written in chalk, the echo of Arthur Stace, explores the legend of the man who became Mr Eternity and how that word ended up emblazoned across the Sydney Harbour Bridge at the turn of the millennium. This award-winning documentary is now available to watch in the free Vision app. Just tap the Watch tab and scroll to the Written in Chalk channel. If you don't have the Vision app on your phone or tablet, download it when you search Vision Christian Media in your app store or click the link at vision.org.au slash app. Vision Watch. Another way Vision is helping you look to God daily. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. God leads us one step at a time. And you need to take that next step before you reveal the following step to you. The Lord provides the lamp unto our feet and the light unto our path. Pastor Greg Laurie points out that he lights the way just in front of us. Is the Lord leading you to do something? Has He nudged you to go uh, have a conversation with a certain person? Well, I don't know what I'm going to say. Don't worry about that. God just said, go. This is the day when the lost are like a book. So many of us want to flip ahead a few chapters and see where this story's going. Or we want to peek at the last page and see our happily ever after ending. The life of faith is one where we trust the Lord page by page. On A New Beginning Today, Pastor Greg Laurie brings some good inspiration for a popular new series called World Changes, studying the lives of those in the Bible who made an impact for the Lord so that we can do the same. Hey, quick question. How many of you use GPS, Global Positioning Satellite? They're in a, it's in a lot of cars now. Of course, it's in smartphones as well. People have been misled by GPS. You know that, right? I've been. I've been using my GPS, maybe going up somewhere in LA, and I've got it programmed in, and it's telling me, you know, just go up this freeway. And, all, and not that long ago, my GPS said, turn right at the next off-ramp. I'm thinking, wow, I never did that before. And you know, I obeyed it. I turned right. Now turn left, turn right, turn right, turn left. Then it said, get back in the freeway. And I'm like, what was that? <laughs> there was no reason to do that. GPS is like trying to mess with my mind, right? I read an article that talked about GPS misadventures. A Bostonian woman was driving with her kids when she made a right turn directly on the railroad tracks at the direction of her GPS. Her car's on the track. She's thinking, is this right? And uh, then her car stalls to make matters worse. So she gets out of the car and her kids are safe and a train hits the car. So moral of the story, don't always do what GPS tells you to do. Apple Maps, according to this article, actually directed several drivers onto an active runway at an airport. They were seeking directions at Fairbanks International Airport, and here's where they ended up, right onto the runway. <laughs> Do not pull your car on a runway. You cannot outrun a 747, right? I read also about an elderly couple who got stranded for days, again, because they followed their GPS. 
It directed him to a back road and they spent two nights in the wilderness stuck. So again, what does GPS stand for? Maybe get potentially stranded? I don't know. But uh, it can get you in trouble. But I need it because I have no navigational skills whatsoever. I'm always getting lost. Now, God has created uh, certain animals with what we call a homing instinct or built-in GPS. One of the most amazing of all is the golden plover. It's native to Hawaii. And during the summer, the plover migrates to the Aleutian Islands. And they're around 1,200 miles away from Hawaii. They're the adult plovers. Uh, the moms lay their eggs. And then the little ones are hatched. And mom and dad leave. Just see, kids, we're out of here. And, and they don't leave them like with little, you know, laptops, certainly with GPS or little smartphones. They don't even send them a tweet, okay? <laughs> Which I think birds should be able to send a tweet, don't you? And so they leave the little fledglings just hanging out in the Aleutian Islands. So what do they do? The little birds somehow know how to get to Hawaii. And they make that journey to a place they've never been to before. It's amazing. Why? Because God has put a homing instinct in them. So listen, the next time someone calls you a bird brain, take it as a compliment, right? <laughs> well now, God has placed a homing instinct in us as well, human beings, uniquely made in the image of God. And we don't know what it is at first, but we know this much, from the moment we're born, we're on a quest. You know, it starts with toys, for girls it might be, when I get this doll, I know I'll be happy. I remember I was thinking back, what was my first thing I was excited about as a little kid? And I remembered it was Tonka trucks. Little metal Tonka trucks. I remember going through a Sears and Roebuck catalog. And I would look at these trucks. Oh, if I just had this Tonka truck. I know I would be happy. Then, you know, you get older and what's the old expression? The only difference between men and boys is the price of their toys. And you think it's, it's this toy, it's, it's this position, it's this relationship, it's that thing. And then, hopefully, you discover what I'm really looking for is A, God, and I have a homing instinct for heaven. We have a homesickness for a place we've never been to before, heaven. God wired us that way. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes 3.11, He has placed eternity in the human heart. And once we figure this out, once we realize that our ultimate destination as followers of Jesus is heaven, it can change the way that we live on earth. Why? because we develop an eternal perspective. And that simply means that I see things in light of eternity. I remember that things on earth, though pleasurable and fun at times, are temporal. And I realize there are eternal things, things that matter even more. So it changes the way I think and it changes the way I live. Well, I want to look now at a world changer named Abraham. And uh, he had an eternal perspective. He was called by God to leave his homeland, to leave his family, and go to an unknown destination. He packed up his bags and left no forwarding address, hence the title of the message. And he changed his world. So let's read some of what Hebrews 11 says about him, starting in verse eight. 
By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, his heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which had foundations whose builder and maker is God. By faith Sarah also herself received strength to conceive seed and she bore a child when she was well past the age. Because she judged him faithful who had promised, therefore from one man and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. These all died in faith not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. They were assured of them and they embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have opportunity to return. But now they desire a better country that is a heavenly country." Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God for He has prepared a city for them. We'll stop there. Okay, why was Abraham a world changer? What did he do? Point number one, if you're taking notes, and you should be, because <laughs> I know you'll never remember this stuff if you don't. Number one, Abraham listened to God. World changers listen to God. Verse eight, by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance, he went out not knowing where he was going. He listened to God. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, and today we're learning from Abraham, the father of our faith. It's part of a series called World Changes. Let's continue. Now understand that Abraham lived in a super pagan culture. His family all worshipped false gods. They worshiped idols. And he probably was an idol worshiper himself. Despite this, God handpicked Abraham and came to him in Genesis 12.1 and said, Get out of your country and from your family and from your father's house and go to a land that I will show you. I find that interesting. God says, Go to a land that I will show you. God doesn't tell him what that land is. He doesn't tell him where that land is. He doesn't tell him where he's going to live. Ultimately, Abraham was headed to a heavenly destination. But here's my point. God leads us one step at a time. I think sometimes it's like a detailed blueprint early in life. Lord, I need to know who I'm gonna marry. Then I need to know where I'm gonna live and what my profession is gonna be. I need to know how many children I have, how many grandchildren I'll have. I need, the Lord's like, I'm not gonna tell you all that. He just leads us a step at a time. And you need to take that next step before he'll reveal the following step to you. Let me ask you, is the Lord leading you to do something? Has he nudged you to go uh, have a conversation with a certain person? Well, I don't know what I'm gonna say. Don't worry about that. Take the next step of obedience. God just said, go. No roadmap. Have you ever watched that cartoon, Dora the Explorer? How many of you have seen it? Um, I hope you watched it with kids. Don't tell me you're watching that as an adult. But uh, I have four grandchildren and, uh, well, five altogether, four granddaughters, I should say. And they like Dora. Uh, unfortunately, I know the theme song now. I know the names of the characters. 
And basically, here's the plot of every Dora cartoon, okay? Dora the Explorer, she goes out with her little friend, her pet monkey, Boots, because he wears red boots. They go get lost. Every time they get lost, and they're being tracked by a fox named Swiper who wishes harm. And I'm thinking, what kind of parenting is happening here, you know? <laughs> Where's Dora? She's lost again, being chased by a fox. But don't worry, she's got that monkey with her. <laughs> but fortunately for Dora, she has her talking map. Actually, it sings, has its own little theme song, and the map leads her home, and that's basically every single Dora adventure uh, in a nutshell. Well, <laughs> Abraham didn't have a singing map. He certainly did not have a monkey named Boots. But what he had was a directive from God. And he went. God said go. By the way, this is before we had the written word. There was no Old Testament. Certainly no New Testament. No Torah. So we would assume that God probably spoke audibly to Abraham and told him to go. And we might think, wow, I wish God would speak audibly to me. Wouldn't it be great if he could get up every morning and the Lord would just speak to you audibly? Or send a text even? Text from God? Hey Greg, here's, here's the plan for today. At this hour be here, at that hour be there, and do this and do that. Thank you Lord. But that's not how he speaks to us. But you know, the fact is God speaks to you all the time. The question is, are you listening? Listen to this. The average New Testament Christian knows more than the greatest prophets of the Old Testament. The average New Testament Christian knows more than the great patriarch Abraham. You say, how so? Because Jesus said, of those born among women, there's never been a greater than John the Baptist. John was the last of the Old Testament prophets. But then the Lord went on to say, but he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John. That's us, least in the kingdom, whoever we are. Why would I be greater than John the Baptist? For this simple reason, I know the big picture. I know that the Bible is pointing to the arrival of Messiah, the death of Messiah, the resurrection of Messiah, and the return of Messiah. I see it all. The new is in the Old Testament concealed. The old is in the New Testament revealed. Let me say that again. The new is in the Old Testament concealed. The old is in the New Testament revealed. So as a part of the new covenant, which we all are, because of the death and resurrection of Christ, I see it all now. But here's the point. God does speak. But if you want to hear God speak, open this book. You're not going to hear God if you don't open the Bible and say, like young Samuel, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So God told Abraham to make a clean break with his past and his family. You know, if you want to be a happy person and a blessed person, there's certain things you should do and there's certain things you should not do. Psalm 1 says, blessed or happy is the man or the woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly or stands in the way of sinners or sits in the seat of the scornful. You want to be a happy person don't hang around ungodly people. Now look, you can't control your entire environment. Uh, you may have a family that has ungodly people in it. You may be in a workplace with people that don't believe. You may be in a classroom around people that don't share your faith uh, and so forth. I'm not saying you, you can change that, but there's a difference between who I'm around and who I choose to spend time with. 
Spend time with godly people. Find godly friends that will build you up in your faith and increase your appetite for spiritual things, not people who drag you down and decrease your appetite for spiritual things. God said, cut them loose. But then happy people are also known for what they do because someone continues. But his delight is in the word of the Lord and in it does he meditate day and night. So don't do these things and hang around godless people. But do this thing. Study the word of God and spend time with godly people. Good practical insight today from Pastor Greg Laurie, part of his series World Changes. We're learning how to be the kind of people who impact our culture. Well, next time, Pastor Greg continues his insight from Abraham, the father of the faith. But before we go today, Pastor Greg is back to share one more comment about hearing the voice of God. I think the fact is God speaks, we just don't always like what he says. Remember hearing Pastor Chuck Smith tell the story of his grandson who said to his mom one night, Mom, God never speaks to me. And his mom said, now son, God speaks to you all the time. And he said, well, mom, I never hear him. And then his mom said, well, you know what, son, when you do something wrong and you feel guilty, that can be God speaking to you. Uh, There was a pause and then he said to his mom, mom, God speaks to me all the time. (laughs) I suggest to you, God speaks to you a lot. The question is, are you listening? Pastor Greg's full message from today, it is available on CD from Vision Christian Store. Search No Forwarding Address at visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 